Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. Luke chapter 1. I want to pick up the reading at verse number 5. Read down through verse number 14. The New Living Translation. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah. And his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah, was serving God in the temple for his order was on duty that week, as was the custom of the priests. He was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing right to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son. And you will name him John. You will have great joy and gladness. And many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must, not, must never touch wine or other alcoholic beverages. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. Amen. You, you may go to your seats. I said I was going to read the 14, but 15 was just hollering at me. You got to read me too. It says he must never touch wine or alcoholic beverages. That's the Bible. I'm not trying to mess you up this early in the morning, but that's what it does say. I want to come back to verse number six. Verse number six, six of Luke chapter one in this season of Advent and marching toward the birth of Jesus. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments 
and regulations. They were careful. They were prayerful. I want to talk in this service, walk it out. Walk it out. Last night, I took a passage out of the Psalms, and the title of the message was, I said, hush. Because God can hush whatever issues could arise in your life. I said, hush. But in this morning's sermon, walk it out. Walk it out. Walking, I'm walking in the light. I'm living in the light. My faith in God is not just a concept. It's not just something that is private to me. You hear persons sometimes, they will make the statement, my religion and my faith is private. Is that biblical? Because if you're a person of faith, your, your faith cannot remain private. Somebody ought to know. You're not, you're not on witness protection. You're not witnessing on the down low. You got to walk it out. We come to worship on Sunday morning to be filled, filled with perhaps some inspiration, information that would help us as we Walk out our faith. Live out our faith, Hezekiah. We're living it out. We're walking in the light. The light that is always shining. Walk it out. Walk it out. Walk it out. person should not be stunned if they find out you are a believer. They shouldn't, shouldn't give them a heart attack. They know that you love Jesus. In this message this morning, I want to look at three areas. One, make sure that you live a life that's pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Of course, we're looking at uh, Elizabeth and Zechariah. And you hear the word that they, they're going to have a son by the name of John. You will know him later as John the Baptist or John the Baptizer because he would be the one who would baptize Jesus, his cousin. And again, there is an instance, and we're not preaching that this morning, but when they first, the mothers encounter one another, and even then, there's a leaping in the belly. Of course, we know that Mary was a virgin, but of course, Elizabeth is married. Both of them come from a priestly line. So you might even say that they married well. It was not, it was not a lopsided relationship. Some people, you wonder, how did they get together? And then when you find out of the breakup, then you figure out why. Because, again, you've got to understand that there are persons who will make some marital decisions, but they will not consult God. Again, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that, because if you meet them at a strip club, 
I know this is not the audience for that, but you realize that if strip behavior comes out later, you cannot be surprised. Matter of fact, the wrong song, I'm not, I'm thinking Willie Q was on my mind this morning, Uh, but you look at persons who end up engaged in some freakish behaviors after dark. But again, they want a certain kind of uh, professionalism and while the lights are on. Again, let me move quickly because I don't, I don't want to mess with y'all because this is the early morning crowd. You don't, you don't, and, but I am going to have to say it because you realize that it says in this scripture that Zechariah and Elizabeth lived holy lives. And you got to make sure you live that life that is going to be pleasing in the sight of the Lord. The second thing we're going to look at today is that God will meet you while you're in the sanctuary. And that's the importance of regular worship. And something about coming into these walls, there's something about walking into this place that already before the sermon or song, you start feeling something going on. Just Matter of fact, just the fact when you pull up in the, in the parking lot, you already feel a victory. Because some of us, we didn't, we didn't get here easily today. We had to struggle, but thank God we got here. And thank God we're in the house of the Lord on this 12th month of 2023. Lifting up Jesus. And again, even if you're in our cyber sanctuary God can meet you in a cyber sanctuary as well. Give you a quickening of your spirit, lifting up your your mind and your attitude and whatever negativities you've had to deal with. But God is able. And then we look at number three. Jesus gives us a reason to rejoice. I'm thanking God that we can rejoice. God can give us a reason to rejoice. The very fact that that Jesus had not shown up in chapter 1, but he is already available, already moving. We don't know it yet, but something is already getting stirred up. And that's what we talk in this message, walk it out. Walk it out, walk it out, walk it out. Walk with your shoulders up. Walk with your chin up. Walk understanding that you got the anointing of God. I said it last night. You got to walk like you got the wind at your back. You got to walk in authority. And no matter what you've got to deal with or whatever you're dealing with, you can deal with it with faith and strength. Matter of fact, in our message in the the next service, I want to talk about the power of hope. Because you got to understand how God can give us the hope and the energy to keep on pressing on. The hope and the energy to keep giving God praise. We've seen God show up. And every time God shows up, he shows out. I'm rejoicing. So when you come to worship, we don't come here with our heads down like it's a funeral. We come lifting our heads up. Because we know God is an up God and he wants us to do some up things. And 
wants us to be excited and energized and fired up and wanting to run on a little while longer. See what the end is going to be. So I'll go back to number one. Make sure that you live a life that is pleasing in the sight of the Lord. That sixth verse is a great verse because it says they were righteous in God's eyes. See, some people, we only want to be righteous in the eyes of people. But it says they were righteous in God's eyes. And God can see you when you don't have your church clothes on. He can see you when you're at the mall on the, in, the, in your car. He can see you. He can see you wherever you are. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes. And they were careful. You got to be careful. That's why you got to read the word of God. You, you got to carefully study. Lord, what is it that you want me to do? They said they were careful. I believe they knew something about family Bible study. I believe they knew something about being in prayer. And the prayer doesn't start when I get to church. The prayer needs to take place in my home. The other day, I was asked by one of our members to come and to bless their home. And uh, they, they, just, they had just gotten out of closing and they, didn't have, they were getting ready to sleep that night. They were excited and they were going to put the mattress down. They said, we got a new house. And pastor, we want you to come and bless it. We want you to come and bless it. I came in there and, uh, and we blessed the house and they told me we're going to put this over here. And, and the next time you come, pastor, we're going to have that over there. And, uh, and then I, I gave them a little few of my decorating ideas. I've learned one or two things along the way. And I said, what about putting this over there? And, uh, and what about that idea? Well, you might not want to do that. But in the end of the day, I said to them, where will be your prayer room? Where? where? You, 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 yeah, I, I see all the other things, but where are you going to spend time with God? Because in everybody's house, and I'm challenging you today, if you don't have a place that is designated in your home, you've got two car garages and you've got all this closet space and clothes everywhere. You've got pocketbooks and shoes and all of that. Where do you pray? Where do you go to God? Where can you fall on your knees and kneel? Matter of fact, we, we found Reverend Williams, that wonderful gentleman over in Baltimore who said he can customize a prayer altar for any home. And I, and I, yeah, and I, well, I, matter of fact, I got, I got about three or four on the grounds right now. Uh, yeah, he said, whatever you want it in the corner, I can put it. You, whatever your favorite color, I can do it. Matter of fact, when our son was young, he even did us an Elmo prayer bench. Amen. Elmo. El, he outgrew that. He, he, my son didn't want to pray on the Elmo bench anymore, but I said, but you still better pray because you got to understand they said Elizabeth and Zachariah were righteous and they were careful. They were careful. They were careful to obey all the Lord's command, not just the stuff that's easy. There's some things that are easy to do, but there's other things that are hard. But we try to sometimes we treat the Bible like it's golden corral. 
we treat it like it's a buffet. And you know the buffet, they don't, they don't make you any, eat anything. You just go along and you figure out what you want. And if you don't like broccoli or Brussels sprouts, you can leave them right there. Don't have to worry about it. But they, and, 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 then, and then they mess you up with these things because some of these places, they will show you the dessert before they show you the food. You know that'll mess you up. You know, you know when you walk in and the first thing you see is a slice of pecan pie or lemon meringue or chocolate cake. And here it is. You know you're already hungry. And they're going to show you dessert first. Matter of my God. And then you'll, you'll get that dessert. And you don't even know if you're going to have room for it. But you're going to get it anyway. And then you're going to walk past the salads and all that kind of I'm, I can get a salad anywhere. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go where somebody could get some sauce and put some more gravy on it and all of that stuff. But it says here they were careful to obey all the commandments, even the things that are not easy. Love your enemies. Come on, somebody. They just finished cussing you out. And I'm supposed to love them? Love them anyhow. Love the hell out of them. Come on, somebody. And God's going to bless you for being obedient to him. It's, your blessing does not come from people. Your blessing comes from God. And, and, and matter of fact, some folks are going to look at How can you be nice to that person? Because I'm not looking for them to bless me. I'm looking for God to bless me. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pastor and I know it's hard. I've had to deal with some difficult people across the years. And I I've come around and my wife would be speaking to him. I said, why are you speaking? And I need it. I need, I need to hear it. I need to see it. Because you got to understand Zachariah and Elizabeth work as a team. What Jesus does when he sends the disciples out, he sends them out two by two. Now, I want somebody to know because he said, Reverend, I, I'm not married. I'm single. That's why you need a prayer partner. That's why you need somebody to connect with because you cannot be an island to yourself. You got to bounce that stuff off somebody. Somebody. You got to bounce it off. You can't walk around with all that stuff bottled up. It'll make your hair go gray, wrinkles on your face, and you won't look 70 on Tuesday like she's going to look. I'm looking at the, they were careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations, even the things that were not going to be easy. Easy. If it was easy, anybody would do it. But I'm thanking God we can only do it because of the power of God, the blessing of God. I'm thanking God that we can have the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. I'm thanking God I can praise him from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The second thing is, God will meet you while you're in the sanctuary. And that's the importance of of regular worship. Matter of fact, you hear it other said in another place, Hebrews, it says that forsake not the assembly. You got, you got to be in worship. But here it is. 
right here in this particular passage that says there's a blessing in the sanctuary. There's blessing, there's blessing. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared. Now, it's not that the angel can't appear outside, but it's something that happened to Zechariah in the sanctuary. He was standing there right to the right of the incense altar, and, and all of a sudden, an angel started talking to him. They have a little talk with him. I need, to, I need to talk to you, Zachariah. I need to let you know that you got something ahead. And I'm thanking God that sometime when you will come in, into church, there's a voice that'll speak to you. As a matter of fact, that's why we can all hear the same sermon but leave with a different message. Because God it can meet you because God knows specifically what you're going through. He knows. He knows the weight. He knows the difficulty. He knows the family drama. He knows what you're getting ready to do with your finances. He knows. And that's why, that's why you got to keep on coming to the sanctuary. I keep on coming because every time I come in here, I'm better, I'm stronger. That's why some of you can go enjoy a good brunch after this because if you felt like the Lord came and spoke to you, and you can leave with a sense of authority and a sense of strength. But the last thing is, Jesus gives us a reason to rejoice. I said it last night, I said this morning, that everything that has breath ought to praise the Lord. We ought to have a reason to rejoice. Zechariah was shaken, overwhelmed with fear when he saw the angel, when he saw him. The angel said to Zechariah, verse 13, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son. And you ought to name him John. God has heard your prayer. Now, going back, going back, going back to verse 7, they said they had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive. And they were both very old. It does not say their age. But the idea is they old enough to think that birth is in the past. We, we, we tried. And we didn't have all the modern stuff we can try today. We tried and it didn't work. And one thing that sometimes that persons can feel devalued because of not being able to conceive. You're not. You're valuable. They had no children and so they, and, and they were unable and matter of fact, more than likely, Zachariah, when he was going to church that day, he wasn't thinking about a child. He wasn't thinking about a new birth. He wasn't thinking about it at all. And that's why when the angel showed up, started talking to him, telling him he's going to have a child. What? 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 Did I hear you right? You're going to have a child. And the angel said, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God has heard your prayer. And Elizabeth will give you a son. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to name him. You're going to name him John. Now, sometimes you got to be careful what you pray for because some of you know having a newborn child is no joke. 
Some of y'all remember the first time you took that baby home. I know I felt like I felt like I needed an instruction manual. I mean, I mean, can, can a nurse come to the house with me? Some, something, something. And you, you feel like you feel like you don't want to damage the child. You, you don't want to damage them. You don't want to damage them. You don't want to mess them up. None of that. You, and 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 then and then boys and girls are different. We started with a girl. Ended up with a boy. Changing the diaper for a boy is different than changing the diaper for a girl. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's a different, it's a different experience. You got to make sure you're covered up. <laughs> you, you don't know when it's going to come. Little fella that's sitting there didn't even know what he just did. But you look at it, he said, you ask for it, I'm going to deliver. And then it says, you will have great joy and gladness. And many are going to rejoice at his birth. Matter of fact, I, I, said, I said in this passage that Jesus gives us a reason to rejoice because Jesus is God. And God is working as he speaks through this angel, and the angel speaks to Zechariah. He says, you will be glad. He's going to be great. He's going to be great in the eyes of the Lord. And we're not going to get him messed up. We're not going to get him mixed up. We're not going to get him off course. He's gonna, you're going to rejoice. Many are going to rejoice because he's going to be the one. He's going to have an encounter with Jesus. The same child that is predicted and forecasted in chapter 1 is the same one years later who is standing there in the Jordan River. And Jesus is there with him. And Jesus says, you're going to baptize me, cuz. And he says, I'm not even worthy to unlatch your, your shoes. But Jesus says, I've given you a responsibility. And I got to tell somebody, you got to walk it out. You got to walk out. John had to walk it out. Zachariah had to walk it out. Elizabeth had to walk it out. It's one thing to have an encounter with the Lord, but it's another thing to walk it out. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will lift up my voice. I will give God the praise. Is there anybody here? early this morning and you you don't mind giving God praise I look back over my life and I'm praising God for what he's doing right now do you love him today do you do you do you do you I love the Lord he heard my cry pitied my every groan, I will lift up my hands. I will throw back my head. I will give God the glory, the glory. I feel his glory. I feel his presence. I feel his power. Can't nobody, nobody do me like the Lord. Say yes, yes. Walk it out. 
I can't keep it to myself. I have to walk it out. My God, my God. I, I was, I was, I was look, I was looking at the basketball game last night with the Lakers and the Indiana Pacers, the in-season tournament. And in one play, Anthony Davis had looked like he had an injury. But then he kept trying to make it on up. And sometimes you can feel like you want to stop. But you got to walk it out. And every step that you take, God can show up over and over and over again. He's a great God. I said he's a great God and he's greatly to be praised. You got to walk it out. You got to walk it out. Somebody needs your witness. Somebody needs for you to walk it out. You know, sometimes something going on, you just got to go in the hallway. And you just got to walk it out. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park and Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. I'm running on the